we got tons of stuff to talk about, but before Fuck we yeah, do, yeah. bro, before we do, we got this little picture of you and me, <laughs> yes. a couple of fish Hell from yeah. June of 91. I'd have been oh. seven, you'd have been six, right? Shit, dude, yeah. Oh, you'd have right. been five still. You'd have been five still. Cumberland, Kentucky, bro. One dude. more time. It, that That's me, right? Because it's mislabeled as saying it's oh. John. But that's definitely me, right? Yeah, that's definitely you. Right. You're five. Unless John got chunky, which I don't remember him doing. Exactly, yeah. bro. I had those, I had those um, chipmunk cheeks, dude. <laughs> it's good because your kids got them too, man. They're adorable. Well... At least, um, I was looking at some pictures of, of myself when I was, um, I don't know, in this little album, and I couldn't believe how much I look like my son when he's one. Yep. It's like the same everything, bro. Yeah, man. Smile, especially. So. And it's really, uh, yeah. It's great that you guys look alike. They always say that kids are supposed to look like their father's coming out, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're supposed to look like anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> whatever man dude babies um, are so fucking ugly i always love it when someone's like oh dude you're adorable baby and it's like i mean yeah their faces kind of look you know whatever but in general if you saw somebody looking like a baby walking around it's you wouldn't go up to them and say they looked adorable no and that's why we know you guys listen to us is so you can hear things like how ugly babies are and how we want to punch baby faces show, if guys. it was on a full-grown man. We wouldn't. We don't tolerate <laughs> that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, punch you in funny. the face, dude. All right, bro. So we got tons of stuff to talk about. Right before we got on the show, I was like, bro, we got. I mean, we got everything. We got yep. everything to talk about, but we don't have any strippers. <laughs> you fix that within within minutes, bro. Minutes, like, man. All right, so we're only professional gonna do, athletes and strippers go together well, I guess. We can't do all the stories, bro. Mm-mm. So you got to tell me, you want to do? Let's let's do this James Harden story, okay? James Harden has his number retired at Houston Strip Club. His jersey retired. It's fucking in the rafters, man. <laughs> Is that the only place he's gonna have his jersey retired in Houston? I mean, if you think about it, it was his favorite strip club, and they did rumor that he spent about a million dollars there. That's a so, lot of money, at, but it, if you're doing it 50000 at a time, it's like he went there like 20 times. Bro. It's pr- my guess, let, let's just be honest with you, the the Houston Strip Club was being nice to Harden because he probably yeah. spent close to a million and a half a year there. If you think yeah, about it, he talks yeah. about dropping 50000 or people talk about dropping $50,000 at a strip club like it's nothing. Right. Like it's nothing. Yeah, but so, okay, so when people say that, I always think, they act like it's nothing, but do they go back and do 50K every night? Or wouldn't, like, we hear about that story because that was that one time, but usually they spent five to 10, but then they had that one night where they spent 50 and everybody talks about it. Or does he average 50? Bro, I got a question. Have you ever been in love with a stripper? I mean, I've listened to some songs about it, so I feel the feeling. I can, <laughs> if, I can identify. Listen, it all makes sense if you fall in love with a stripper, and that's her job. But. Falling in love with a stripper versus just being like, I'm in love with strippers is different, right? Like, yeah, I think, you, I mean, I think yeah. one person Harden could have been, I mean, that's the thing about dating strippers. Like, it's not like one-on-one, you know? Like, they like to bring their friends into the relationship and stuff like that. So, you know, Harden was playing, bro. 
All right, dude, I told you we weren't going to do all these stories, but bringing their friends into it. All right, so Matt Barnes says he he would go to the strip club with Allen Iverson, right? And Allen Iverson would drop like 30 to 40 grand. Like it was nothing. And he would go around behind him and pick up some money and then throw it in the air like it was his money. And sometimes not even throw all of it back in the air, just leave with some of the cash. Now, we talked about me being a greedy motherfucker at strip clubs like, like, you want a buck? You're gonna have to work for it. <laughs> like, but Matt Barnes sounds like he's he's like a, a negative to have at the strip club. Like, he's the person who comes out on top. Him and the strippers. So, like, he gets a front row view and he makes money. Is he a worse patron than me? Well, I gotta say this: is that if your friend is just dropping hundred dollar bills everywhere he goes, yeah, and you just happen to pick up like $15,000 in cash out of the $60,000 that he dropped. Then okay, your so, brother's not paying you enough to hang out with him, no matter how much in the league they are in. Okay, but you're going there not not to be paid to hang out, but because you're supposed to be having fun. Yeah, listen. Dude, I'm I didn't even for, think about listen, that. I thought he was like leaving with like like 3 or 400, but you're talking about like leaving with like 15 grand. Then he like the, the club needs to throw him out, bro. He shouldn't be allowed into any more strip clubs because if you left with that much money, like, dude, listen, that's tuition for like four girls for three let, years, let's just bro. Be, let's Get just be honest. Here. If he's coming clean on it, right, and he's short on cash, an NBA player short on cash, is he taking a couple hundred bucks, bro? Well, no, no, because it's not hundreds of bucks they need, it's thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. So okay. if. If Allen Iverson dropped a stack of, you know, 5K and he so happens to take a thousand of it, puts it in his pocket, and he does that all night, I mean, like, come on. That's nothing. He could easily pocket 10K doing that. Yeah. You know what? What if the taxman was doing that to you, though? You wouldn't be like, that's nothing. You'd be like, oh, man, dude, you're getting fucked, man. Wouldn't that be easier if a taxman just followed us and just took the taxes out immediately? Uh... I wouldn't want. I don't like people following me, bro. But I mean, nope. you dude, are not you allowed know? to spend two thousand dollars at a strip club because you don't make that money, <laughs> dude. Did you know, like in like some countries, like New Zealand and stuff, they add taxes into the purchase price at grocery stores. So when you look at the price, you're looking at the final price. Yeah, dude, we need that shit. I hate mm-hmm. being like, okay, gotta add seven and a half percent or whatever it is. You know, t- I always just round to ten percent, and dude. Fuck that shit, dude. Just tell us I, the straight up price, bro. I like I like to give my or do ten percent because I like to get like two point eight percent back. You know, yeah. it's like it's like, hey, look it, I got more money in my account than I thought I did. Dude, fuck that noise, bro. Fucking ridiculous, man. All right, man. All right, all right. So all right. let's let's talk about the NBA for a minute, right? All right, let's talk about it. NBA top ten came out. Okay, like this is one of those moments that I'm always looking forward to because we like a lot of young players. We like to see them pop up on this top hundred. When it came out and it got to six, who, who put this list out, bro? ESPN. Okay, fuck that. And they they got through six through ten. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's figure it out. Devin Booker at number ten. Yeah, I like that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Get the fuck. Out. Well, you know what? It's it's bullshit. But guess what? Like, I'm not angry with it. Okay. Jaw. Right, keep going. Moran ja. at number nine. Ja okay. at nine. All right. I mean, I get it. I'll dig it. Keep going. He's a sexy name right now. Okay. Number eight, KD. It's pretty far back, bro. Number seven, 
Jason Tatum. I mean, I guess Pretty- you got to put him in front of KD because he beat him in the playoffs, but he also had a hell of a lot better team. So I don't, right. I don't know that Jason Tatum's in front of KD. Like, if you were starting a team, which player would you rather? Well, it's not about that. To me, like, right. I, I, I look at – I mean, at- Jason Tatum's younger, so that get, you got to give him the edge there. But as far as best player right now, and you had one year to make a team, I think you're going with KD, but I don't know. It, it, well, here's the thing, though, is that, like, I, I don't know if this list is a – like sexiest man alive list or if it's like a legit list because let's just keep going here number six lebron james number five steph curry number four joel Embiid. number three luca that's to me i like that number rank for luca i like it he's proven himself across you know in the euro um championship that he could actually play um it doesn't matter where he's playing and i think this is a good ranking for him Joka number two and Giannis number one. I mean, there's so I I couldn't even I had to just shut up because we couldn't get through the list if I had kept talking in between each one. So, <laughs> like LeBron at it's five, Steph at six. four, six. Oh, LeBron at six, Steph at five. Okay, and then somehow Joel is above both of those guys. Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm fascinated with Luca and his game, and I think. As far as like one man show, like he's as good as it gets right now. So yep. can they get him some help and prove that he's higher on that list? I think he could be. You look at his skill set and like a pretty good playoff run. I think he could be number one on this list. You gotta look at um, my question about do, does anybody take the Joker seriously in the playoffs? I don't. So I don't see him being at number two, even though he keeps winning MVPs, which is like, whatever. Like, I guess he's going to break it for all the other big men. They'll be like, that's why we don't give it. It's because of the Joker effect, right? Like same Steve Nash effect. It kind of ruined it for point guards. But anyway, Giannis at number one. I'm cool with that. I think, although you kind of have to question if he really is number one, if they can't be successful in the playoffs without Middleton. And I would say my assessment is more like this. Right, you got Steph at one, because let's face it, he's got the hardware. Yeah. Right, and you got somebody's got to take that from him. You can't just knock him down. Right. At all. He's got, right. So Steph at one. I'm going Luca at two. LeBron at three. And last year I would have probably fl- you know flipped those two in, in a way. I don't know if Steph would have been this high for me, but um, man. I'm Giannis at four right now until proven otherwise. Joker at five, Embiid at six, KD at seven. Mm. I think KD belongs right behind LeBron, and I th- I know that's pushing Giannis back one. But man, it's KD, man. Like he like even even last year in a down year, dominated. You know, like when he gets everybody healthy there with the Nets. Uh, listen, KD could be easily the best player of the um, next year in this list. Yeah, easily. I mean, like, and how many other 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 guys do we have on this list that could be the best player on this list that is in the top ten next year? We got KD, we got LeBron, we got Steph, and Luca. Yeah, I mean, it depends on if, like, Ja can Those lead are the guys. to the conference finals. I mean, if Ja gets there, then you got to give him a shot. 
But. Yeah, I I guess you, I guess you could say that. I mean, his ability is is pretty insane, but it's all about your team. It's like a team award in a lot of ways, um, except for like I don't know, like LeBron not making the playoffs and still getting in there. Like that's obviously he's getting hit. he'd be top three if it wasn't for something like that. Booker, he benefits from his team getting to the finals, even though arguably he wasn't the best player, he's the best scorer on that team, but. Um, Man. You know, and, and Jason Tatum gets a huge bump over KD because his team was also better. So, I mean, whatever. We I, look, Listen, I'm interested. I know there's a lot of listeners out there. I'm interested to know what you guys think. So, add in the comments what your ranking would be, and we'll talk about it next uh, episode. Because I'm kind of interested because the reality is it's just Mark and I talking about the rankings and where we believe these players belong. But... I would love to hear what our listeners have to say. For sure, bro. And I got this thing pulled up, dude. Let's let's watch it, man. <laughs> All right, we love we love celebrating too early. People celebrating too early on a on a touchdown will cost a team points. This home run trot did not cost him his team any points, but he's not gonna ever hear the end of it, dude. This guy hits a home run. He thinks bat toss celebration going around the bases. It's not even until he crosses halfway to third base that he realizes it. Like, he's he's halfway home from third base before he realizes it wasn't a home run, bro. Bro, this is, like, oh, the epic God. pre-ejaculation story oh, yeah. American of pie. our generation, man. Like, yeah, dude. you know, like, you go to the bar and you're talking about that one time that you had this hot girl with you and you're, like, things are so good. No, this is what people are going to be talking about. Yeah, like this, rough, this man. celebration and the pre-ejaculation right here is an epic, epic fail. It is. He even points out right, right before he hits third base. <laughs> I, it's tough, man. It's, it's so tough. bad, bro. Uh, all right, man, dude. Well, <laughs> you can't win them all. That's what we say. The flip, the flip is the best. Woo! Bam, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh man. Well, you think he's going to be a little bit more humble the next time he hits a home run? I, I think he's going to watch it go out of the stadium. <laughs> at least he smiled at the end. Like, he knew there's only one way to handle this. You got to laugh, bro. I hope he's laughing. I hope he's laughing. <laughs> All right, dude. One more, one more strip club story, dude. All right. One more. All right. Dennis Rodman's life. All right. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Ride the bicycle. Work out after the game, get a steakhouse, then go to a club, strip club first, then a bar, then have about 10, 15, 20, 30 shots of Jägermeister, <laughs> Coors Light, then go home about 5 o'clock in the morning, get up at 9.30, go to practice, work out, do my job, and then do it all over again the next day. All right, I mean, so the, the question <laughs> is 10, 15, 20, 20, 30 shots of Jägermeister. How many... How many shots have you ever done of Jägermeister in one night? Well, I think about, um, yeah, man, I think about the time that we hung out with Brian and some of his uh, friends from um, the good old uh, college that Brian went to. And uh, everybody went to sleep except for me and this one guy, and we kept on playing beer, beer pong, you know? Yeah. But... We ran out of beer and we had nothing else except for the Jaeger because, you know, Brian always kept this absurd amount of Jaeger. 
Yeah, he had a, a tap machine, dude. We bought it for him. That that's yeah. a gift, a, a Jaeger tap. Yeah. So we or had. Did some... he buy it for? I don't know who bought it. I don't you know, know who it bought goes, it, dude. but it was amazing. He had more money than us, so I bet he bought it. Bro. He <laughs> so bought, he bought it for himself from us. Yeah. So then we're all there, and I, man, I mean, what was that guy's name? I stole his Crocs. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll, we're gonna Anyways. withhold the name of the innocent to yes. Protect there we them. go. Hold withhold the name. Anyways, so I, uh, I ended up um, playing with Jaeger. So we played yeah. beer pong for like probably four hours. And at the end, we like looked at each other and realized that we had polished off a 1.75 bottle. Yeah. And then it was like, well, we can keep playing. And it was like 3.30 in the morning at that point. Yeah. And, or we can stop. And you were like, oh, no, we got to keep going. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Half of 1.75 probably. And then I don't know, half of another 1.75 bottle. So it had to be it had to be a good 50. Dude. Maybe more. 60. F- 50 shots? No way. There's not Bro. 50 shots in that. Though. I mean, not each anyway, right? Like man, talk- an, I, I don't I don't know how many <laughs> shots are in those things, man. Uh, dude, I think it's probably like 30. So All right, all right. Then a, I'll say I had 30. All right. Not you. You split it. No, dude. It's 1.75 bottle, man. Dude. It was it two ounces per shot, right? An ounce. Is it a one ounce shot? Well, see, yeah, that's the problem. it's a simple shot. There's no double shots in there. Dude. I only do, I only count double shots. I don't <laughs> count by that way. Your number doesn't get wild like yours. Like you're like oh man, you're no. wild, dude. I'm serious. Ask Brian. We polished off enough that he had to go back and buy more the next day, and he had a shit ton. So I don't hey, know. We, man. Um, right before his wedding, I stopped at the liquor store and, and yeah, got a bottle we got of one of those because you gotta you gotta have Jaeger because that's what. Hey, did we get a, did we get uh? Somebody of the cloth to uh, participate with us? The cloth? No. Oh no. I don't. We never did, dude. No. No. No participating of cloths. No. <laughs> nope. That did not happen. <laughs> but that would have been fun. That would have been a hell of a story, dude. We we could tell it if we wanted, but it, it's I just I like, don't know. That's why I was asking is because we had so much Jaeger by like n- like noon that I just kind of like everything was a hit, like complete. That'll happen. You know, when I lived when I was living in Puerto Rico, I found this little bar uh-huh. that would do um two dollar Jaeger shots. Yeah. And I would go there only when I was really drunk. Like that would be like the last place I went if I was like getting really, really drunk. Yep. And then I would tell my friend Adam about it, I'd be like, Oh, there's this place and then we could never find it. But it was real. Because <laughs> I would always end up there when I was by myself, but I could like we always turn around too early because it was down this really shady like yeah. like I don't know, alley. And I just would keep going. And I would get there by nice by myself. So then I finally got there with them, bro, and they doubled the price and it was four dollar shots. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I had gone there like six times and I got two dollar shots, which Damn. is I mean, when they're that cold and you bring a ten dollar bill, yep. like, hey, dude, that's that's worth it, man. But then it's like four dollar shots, like you might as well just go buy a bottle and put it in the freezer. So um that that's my story. But anyway, before we go on about all the fun stuff sorry man um i wanted to talk a little bit about puerto rico is going through a hurricane or the after effects of hurricane fiona and that's some fucked up shit man like i'm hearing people don't have water and obviously electricity and stuff like that but the water is pretty concerning but 
Yeah, like I've mentioned before, we lived there for a few years, and it was five years ago, actually, just uh, two days ago, I think, that we moved off the island right after Hurricane mm. Maria. And um, so definitely when I hear these stories about what's going on there, I can relate. I see these videos, like, definitely brings back a lot of memories of watching back-to-back, you know, F4, whatever they are called. You know, we're from Oklahoma, so we think everything is a tornado, but like the the category four category three hurricanes that we were slammed with there and stuff so definitely have some friends there and people we work with still and everything so we're hoping everything gets better and um soon um listening to the reports and watching and um some fucked up shit going on right now um speaking uh let's jump back to something fun dude let's talk about johnny depp bro johnny depp is getting it on banging a lawyer bro one of the lawyers on his team, just not the one everybody thought, bro. So why don't you tell me, were you paying attention when everybody was talking about him banging a lawyer? Do you remember that? I, were you were you nah, in on that? No. Nah, okay. like, like, I I would hear stuff once in a while and it'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but, I mean, it's Johnny Depp, man. Like, if you didn't listen to the... the interviews and everything that was happening with him meant listen he is what we would consider a um sexual god or some people call it sexual deviance um but either way we're cool with it man he likes to have sex and like we've said we're very sex positive on this show we are um but this is the lawyer is a picture of her and bro and johnny good job johnny way to go and good job lawyer Good job, because you always got to give the woman a hand when she snags a hottie. All right. Hopefully it goes better for her than it did for Amber. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will, <laughs> because I don't know why. He's older. Dude, he looks so fucking old. I don't care what anybody I says. I know. <laughs> he looks the makeup, ancient. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. God. He's very old. Okay, that song, I Seen Better Days. Right. His suit looks good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get a stylist, right? Why not? Man. All right, bro. All right. So now we're just looking at him, dude. All right. Let's talk some baseball, dude. Why not? Mookie Betts. Walk off. For the Dodgers. I mean, you got to love it, man. Now they're in the playoffs. That's it, dude. Yeah. What do you got? Man. Yeah. The walk off itself. Let's put it up there. It's pretty cool. Uh. The, the guy called it just before it, too. So it was, it was great to see uh, someone have the, the balls to call a hit like that. So nice to see. Yeah, dude. Here we go, bro. It's it's going now. It's not. Now it is, dude. Mookie bets. Boom. Whew. Game on. loaded. Two outs. Bam. Going to the playoffs. Everybody celebrate. You got to love it, him, dude. Man. Dodgers good are good, man. Are they the best They're team in baseball, or, or is it our Yankees, dude? That's a, Man, that's a tough one. Listen, it, I, I would say this, is that it's going to be crazy. If you think about – don't forget about the Braves, all right, because they're the reigning champs, right? You got Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, you've got the Mets. I mean, they're pretty good. They get healthy. They're going to be really good on that side. You got Yankees. Yeah, I mean, 
Who knows? Yankees dude. on the other side. The other side is it's going to be a crapshoot. So when you're talking about National and American League, I, I think one side is going to completely just demolish the National League and demolish each other. Dude, the American League it's going to be interesting because if the Yankees keep on this roll, like they just put up some crazy walk off hit last night from Donaldson, who just came off off the yeah. um, injured list. So again, like this this is a really interesting thing that's going on in baseball you have a guy that's about to do something insane we haven't seen a triple crown winner in what almost 70 years something crazy like that it was like 1940 something so maybe even closer to 80 years now yeah like and then all of a sudden aaron judd steps up he's not only just demolishing everybody in the home runs he's demolishing everybody in the rbis as well and now Dude. he's starting to take the lead, and he did last night off of 0-2 and getting walked twice, in or three times, getting walked three times. And now he is sitting there at the top of the leaderboard. Right, and, and they all triple me, crown in all three it, categories, like, bro. And, dude, we, you got to look at it like you're saying. It's some legit shit, dude. And we're going to talk about the Yankees coming up in a little bit, so stick around, everybody. That's We'll save that for toward the end of the podcast, but, yeah, man. Like we're all watching. You got, three, you got four good doing. teams, man. Yeah. Four good, really good teams right now in the the major leagues. That it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, you could say five, but the reality is you got four teams that are are looking really good. Yeah, dude. All right, man. We're gonna jump around. We're gonna go ahead and jump to Thursday night football, dude. Um, did you see that catch by Pickens, dude? It is the one. Pull it up, man. I want to see one this one highlight, dude. The one highlight for the entire game um but no i don't actually have it pulled up dude so cool well did you see amari cooper's numbers yeah dude for sure man freaking insane man you read them out and i'm gonna pull this shit up dude oh uh i don't have those either all right i put them down up there dude they're 27 targets 19 receptions 219 yards there he is two touchdowns yeah dude he went after it dude which is insane Which is great, dude. I, Good for him, man. I respect him. I think he's, you know, someone who, he's gotten a lot of shit he doesn't deserve, and now he's getting a chance. And dude, twenty-seven targets. Like, I don't know how long he can maintain that, but it's pretty impressive, dude. And um, you sent me a video. We're just gonna talk about it though. Like Steve Smith, right? Yeah. He almost gets plowed into by a Pittsburgh Steelers. I think during warmups or is that halftime? I don't know exactly. I think it's warmups, warm-ups yeah. Though. And. Dude, he like stares him down, kind of like gives him the, gives him the side eye, and then starts talking about what will happen to them if they hit him during the game. And he basically says they're not going to be playing today if they touch him. <laughs> and I love it because, yeah. like, you know, there's still some animosity from all those years that he played against them. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it, man. I think it's something that's great. Uh, you see somebody that's still passionate about the game like he is um obviously he stayed in for uh, how many years was it 12 14 15 years career that he had um so you see somebody like that that that's pat is that passionate and then all of a sudden um is done being a wide receiver and switches over to calling games um you know it's just it's i mean i'm happy for him good job yeah dude and he's still tough as hell dude and you love saying that all right man so we got this one everybody it's called shock basketball so basically, the name of the game is if you hit this shot, it looks like a three-pointer, then you get to shot. Like everybody else who's around at the free throw line, lined up, gets a um, gets a shock. If you knock down the shot, 
Everybody else get the shock. If you miss it, you get shocked, bro. And they're wearing dog collars. And it looks it looks pretty savage. I don't know if they're they're handing up how much it hurts, but dude, would you want to get shocked on the neck with a dog collar? Bro, I think this is brilliant. I love yeah. this, man. You know how like sometimes you do stupid shit like eat Tide Pods and stuff like that to get like no. seen and known? Like no, this dude. shit right here is this fire, man. I love it because it shows shit, dude. I mean, I'm sure somebody could burn themselves with a shocker of on that or whatever, but like this is great, man. Like yeah, this is great. I mean, there's so much pressure and nerves on this man. Right? Yeah, dude. Not my game, dude. That's oh, all I'm going to say. I think it would be fun as hell, bro. <laughs> you think it would be fun? That's <laughs> it does not look fun at all. It looks like the opposite of fun. I don't miss shots though, bro. Come on. Dude, if um if it wasn't like connected to like a shot, what if somebody was doing that like like out of discipline? Like like don't oh, touch fuck that. Oh, fuck though. No, but, man. Right, dude, but it's like, oh, it's a game. Sign me up. <laughs> like, no, fuck that shit, dude. You got to take that to the kinky level. I don't even care if I could hit 9 out of 10 from that spot. I still like as soon as you hook me up to a shot collar, my my numbers are going to go down. Like <laughs> I wouldn't even do it for a layup, dude, because I'm like, I know I'm going to miss one out of 100, and it's not worth it, dude. <laughs> Fuck that noise, dude. For oh, sure, dude. Um, all right, man. Let's let's talk some basketball. We got two bummer stories. I mean, one is like a better ending than the other, right? Robert Sarver is out, bro, or at least it Woo! looks like it. He's got to finish the job. Fuck He's got to sell it. Dude, he's going to make billions of dollars from, Yo, from it. But listen, whatever, we, like, at least we won't have to hear about him. And and we talked about the potential list. I sent you over the potential list. Jeff Bezos is on that list. If he bought the team, I know everybody hates Jeff Bezos for whatever reason. I think reason, they call him Jeff I, Bezos. I agree. But you can call him Bezos. That's cool, dude. Bezos. Bezos. Bezos, Bezos and Butthead. Anyways, uh, dude <laughs> is legit looking into buying this. And if he does, man... I got to say, this would be huge for the NBA because then it's looking at like the teams that are, you know, willing to spend the money like Clippers, you know, and the Suns will now would want to do means that other teams have to step up and either get money with um, ownership or sell the teams. And I like this. The NBA needs to get richer. It doesn't need to get poorer. It needs to get richer. All right. So they're going to bring in some big time billionaire money. Like we just saw the Broncos go to the Walmart family, the Waltons and things like that. Like, so some, that's some good shit, dude. Um, it helps out. It helps out. And then the other one, um, is the coach for the Celtics. We'll talk about him in a second, but while, while we're having fun, bro, you're getting that lit. I'm going to show oh, you that catch. Yeah. You ready? All right. All right, so Mitch Trubisky. Is that how you say his name? I don't know how to say his name. Trubisky. Who cares? I, I hear people say it, right? And I got no problem with it. And then I try to say it, and it comes up. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. he rolls out of it's the pocket, and he finds Pickens. You ready? Here we go, guys. All right, we'll get some replays here. Wow. We'll get some replays. And it was pretty much the only good thing to happen the whole night for the Steelers. They're already talking about getting rid of their – Trubisky bringing in the backup. Holy shit, bro. Full extension. One hand grab. Get your hand underneath the football and then bring it into your body. 
I, I mean, he reached back for it too. Like he reached oh, out yeah. and then it like changed angles and he reached a little bit back, dude. Anyway, I love it. Catch Help of the year, video, bro. bro. Catch of the what? year. Catch of the year, obviously, but will it be the catch of the year at the end of the year? Well, I could say this is that we've seen good catches before, and that has to rank up in the top ten. I've seen so. I, I mean, it's the OBJ, it's the Odell Beckham Jr., Eli Manning, full extension, full extension. Like, get your hand under the t- the point of the ball, catch it with one hand. Pretty great, dude. Cradle that motherfucker. Cradle like it's your own testes. Yes, dude, and I mean. We're jumping around, bro, but that's the whole point of this show anyway, right? We're supposed to have some fun, and there's nothing more fun than a ball to the face, dude. But usually, when you see people who you know take a ball from into the stands, dude, they do bad. But this guy, he wins. Bro. The ball suffers. He leans this into guy. it, bro. Bald head, bam, smacks that thing into further up in the stands, dude. So this... Kick goes wide, about 15 feet wide, dude. And the guy in the down jacket. Dude, he's been waiting it. for that for a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Like, look, look just, at it. You're right. You're Everybody right. Everybody else's is, is hands are up, and he's watching that, tracking that. And then, like, he knows. Look, he, he knows. He almost that had a heart attack, bro. Yeah. He knows the camera zooming in on his face at that and moment. He was, look at he doesn't give anybody normal color. five. Normal he doesn't color. give anybody dap. He's just like, yeah. Beat red. This is my I moment. did it. Like. 4.6 million views on Twitter right now on this one highlight. And I'm pretty. this is by Out of Context Football. So I'm pretty sure this was viewed many times before. Right? Yep. Is there this been is a, like, there's a, has there ever been a better fan and ball to the head interaction before? Um, not since James Harden left Houston. <laughs> there's, there's lots of balls ahead in Houston. Why do you think they put his number up? Dude? <laughs> it wasn't for being a passive participant. I'll put it that way. Um, and speaking of not being a passive participant, dude, Celtics coach, I'm going to say this name wrong, Emma Uduka, Uduka. I do see it was one of those ones. I hear it. No problem. Try to say it. And I sound like an idiot. Emma Uduka, he is suspended for a year for banging a Celtics employee. Painting the locker room. What? Painting the locker room. Painting the locker room with a (laughs) co-conspirator in this situation. (laughs) Um, Dude. So a whole year for an NBA Finals coach. I I haven't heard anybody say that this is the only time it's ever happened, but I will say this is the only time it's ever happened. I've never heard of anything like this. Like it, maybe on a bad coach, somebody gets suspended. Like, uh, okay, Sean Payton, he got suspended for a year, right? But that was because of like the whole um, injury scandal. Like they were trying, and that's football, but they were trying to you know injure players, and and so he he lost it for a year. But I mean, is this up there with that? All right. First of all, is I want to only reason I'm bringing this up is because I want people to understand where I'm at in this. Where are Sean you Watson. All right. His big suspension, yes, he actually threw $5 million in there as well uh, to make sure the suspension stayed small or whatever. But his suspension from the NFL was a fail. Straight up fail. Okay? This suspension by the Celtics 
okay, not the NBA, by the Celtics, I feel like was a good suspension. And the reason is, is because one, both of the parties were married, having a relationship inside of the locker rooms and different things like that, that were company areas. Now, this is a fireable offense with most companies, period. If you're doing this on the company property, it's a fireable offense. So the fact that he didn't get fired and got suspended a year is good for him. But man, they got this right. And I and I you think and they I got applaud this the right? Celtics for standing up. What? You think they got this right? Listen, if it wasn't on the Celtics in Celtics areas, dude. Then you know what? Like I would be I would sit there and say, if this was in like hotels or whatever, like like it was on their off time, it doesn't fucking matter. But this is on the company dime. Now dude. it matters. It's a joke. People should be able to bang if they want to bang. Yeah, speak Dude, your truth, bro. Listen, if if he was like, if he was exercising authority over her to put her in situations that she didn't want to be in, fire his ass. Okay, fire him. We shouldn't even have him on. Like, they shouldn't be a part of anything in the NBA. If he was like sexually harassing or you know anything like that, get rid of him. But yeah. if he wasn't. If this was truly consensual, then what are we saying? Like, oh, well, you can have bad consensual relationships because it, um, cause, cause you were banging at the at the facilities. Like, I mean, okay, would say a player and a staff member had a relationship, right? Well, it's different because the staff member, right, is in a leadership position. I know, but okay, but but here's of, the thing: like, the power well, dynamics talk, are all in the players' military. hands. But, but let's talk saying, military, like, right? If you have an affair in the military, right, it's grounds for getting kicked out. Yeah. Okay. I I understand what you're saying, like, but six months a year, bro. These guys are away from their families. You got to be able to trust them, and if you can't trust them, shit's gonna go bad for everybody. And to me, when you have a coach in a place of leadership, okay. Here's my thing, right? I understand what you're saying when it's like, okay, he was on team property. But my thing is, if he wasn't breaking the law or breaking a rule that, oh, if he was doing it at a hotel, then it wouldn't be that this problem, then it's not suspendable. Like, to me, they just need to look at it and say, like... If he was having an affair on his off time with some other actress other than his wife or singer or something like that, right? And the news got out. There would be no suspensions, period. It would be him and his wife working shit out. But this is different. It's a mess. And it's, it's, it's going to fuck up the show. Celtics window. They don't realize that right now. I'm sure they think they'll bring in a, a, a coach. Dude, to... Will Hardy got taken away by the Jazz. That's going to hurt their – he was the next guy, bro. He was the guy that would have been able to settle shit down and been all right. Yeah, he would have been the obvious like step in line. And then if they brought Udoka back, then they would have – let Hardy go and he would have had his job lined up. Yeah. But bro. Sad um, man. I'm just I'm not cool with it, man. Like I think like it I, takes I away can't imagine him actually thinking that this would get him suspended for a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's an internal problem. Like it's not like he's doing anything that is wrong other than oh you in this context, dude. I think Listen, his whole career is hanging in the balance, and it's like, I don't know. 
Go ahead, dude. It could be half a year. I mean, the reality is, is that the families could work shit out, come They're back to the table, year, bro. What? They said a full year. Yeah, but they're not gonna. It's too much of a distraction to to bring in the head coach halfway through the year in a situation like that, dude. You're right. I mean, it sucks, dude. It sucks. Um, not as bad as other situations have sucked, and you know, one thing that you sent me that should lighten the mood a bit here is, um, well, I'll let you see it. It's um, an art depiction of the circumcision of Abraham. <laughs> this is an art piece that was never needed. And you can see, you see it. He's, he's got, trying yeah, to get that knife in his hand. Oh, it looks God. like he's getting ready to carve. And the angel is pointing and saying in a downward motion, which I didn't realize <laughs> that that's how you would do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm yeah. not sure what I thought, but there you go, so everybody. Good, now you get to see. And Okay, so the other day, one of my favorite um, conversations we've had was the dildos all over the highway in Oklahoma. Um, that oh, was, yeah. That, that was special. And so totally. this is not as good of a story, but Coors Light all over the highway in Florida. All right, at this point in my life, if somebody had a free case of Coors Light, right, and they're trying to give it to me, I mean, I might take it, right? I wouldn't be like, oh, I hate that. But, like, Coors Light is, like, I don't know. It's not my beer, right? I, I would drink one or two because I'm not a snob. But in the end, a case. But there was a time in my life where the only thing I would drink was Coors Light or Bud sure. Light or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. Would would you get a case of Coors Light from the highway? Roadkill Coors Light. Uh are you talking <clears throat> like exactly exactly like not 38 now. year old dave no no dude like um let's let's go bro listen if i hey, was in high school i'm gonna bring up, high school i'm gonna bring something up we're gonna talk about in a second but right. 15 years ago was mike gundy's i'm 40 right now we're almost 40 so let's yeah. let's rewind 15 years ago 15 years ago are you picking it up off the highway yes yes I, not not just picking it up. I'm filling my car with as much as I fucking can. Yeah, you're weighing it down. Oh yeah, dude. I filling like yeah, and I'm going yeah. Me and Alex are gonna hang out. Or dude, and you're definitely you're cleaning up litter. So there's no way you can get in trouble for this. Just you can't crack one until you get home. No way I get in trouble for it. No way. No dude, way. One one time I was buying for these kids, buying some liquor for these kids or alcohol, and they may not have been completely you know, my age, let's put it that way. And one of them, well, the whole group, when I like brought the beer, they just like, they opened their beers in the car, dude. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like we're driving around with open canisters. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. Like I never hung out with those kids again. I guess some people do it that way, man. Like yeah, when Mark said some kids, he bought 21 year olds that were 21 year olds that forgot their IDs and he got them some, Dude, I, I should have thought about that. It's like the other day we got we got report we keep getting the show reported and it's because I don't think about the, the legality of some of my <laughs> statements. The other day we talked about Coke, not the Coca-Cola one, and it was like We love flagged. Coca-Cola, by the way. Yeah, dude. We we got we drink we drink we got a good flag Coca-Cola for nudity. everywhere. Like I mean 
I'm not saying we haven't put strippers up on the screen, but it's like nudity. <laughs> like we get flagged for everything, dude. I, it's we're, so funny. I know. It's like what we would want anyway, but it yeah. keeps us. It's like whack a mole. We have to keep like relaunching things because I don't know, dude. We got we got some problems, dude. And speaking of problems, I mean, are we? Here's one of my favorite clips. I'm just gonna play this. Real, it's, it's my favorite audio. It's from last episode, dude. Dude, you could hear that, huh? No. Oh, dude. All right, my bad, dude. That's the. I uploaded the audio for um, for the Mark Sanchez clearing the the oh. search browser. <laughs> okay, dude. Apologize for everybody not hearing that, but dude, here's what we got right now. Three fourths of the accurate. <laughs> <laughs> His hair is still stupid in this picture. <laughs> He's a cartoon character, man. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Don't be coming at me. <laughs> He's Dude. still there, man. We need we need to upload that audio, but I guess you couldn't hear it. So what good would that do? But dude, we need to play that occasionally. I'm 40. Makes dude, me want to puke. Makes me want to puke. <laughs> dude, I keep telling my kids about um, Little Rascals, dude. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, like the the one that came out when we were kids, and yeah, it's like I, my my kids watch that all the time. Yeah, dude. Um, Alfalfa's like, dear Darla, <laughs> I got a dollar. And he's like, you make me vomit. <laughs> like he writes this like really nasty letter and the, the kids don't get it so i'm gonna have to show him the movie but that's yeah he's like it's you great. make me sick <laughs> like, oh man all right dude so much going on what do you think is the final outcome of this situation with the suns and the mercury i know you mentioned bezos there's been a few other people that are are kind of mentioned you know mentioned in the spot but um is it going to be the uber rich solution or are we talking about you know somebody in um you know the phoenix or you know that area locking up the team well i personally think that jeff isn't going to have a better opportunity to have a team that's this close to where his home dwelling is i mean i'm sure he has like multiple do, home dwellings where do you think he lives bro man i'm guessing he lives in seattle bro california no seattle phoenix seattle seattle that's probably where he spends most of his time seattle bro number one all right but my whole point is is that with so, Jeff, is dude, that like he takes the team to seattle right out of phoenix gone like that i'm just kidding uber rich is always liking to flex their muscles right they do what better way of doing than buying one of the best sports teams in the country? Not only that, but one of the teams that's close to LA and that LA market. I mean, he's never going to be able to get in that LA market because, you know, Clippers are never going to sell. Lakers are never going to sell. 
You know, he's got a lot of places, bro, which isn't a surprise. But, dude, I think as far as when I think, you know, you know, Seattle, I'm thinking, you know, I think that's where Amazon's headquartered. But now they got headquarters everywhere. Everywhere. Who knows, dude? But I mean, that's my point is that it, it could be anywhere. My my guess is L.A. is probably, if I was him, is where I would be spending the most time because that's where I can flex my muscles the most. Yeah. I spend time in New York probably if I was him. But he's a West Coast dude, I think. So yeah, I'd stay away from anywhere I had to flex my muscles if I were him, dude. Dude. I love his little bald head. <laughs> People are not hanging Sometimes out Sometimes I just want to grab his bald head and just want to hold it and just like, <laughs> oh, just a cute little boy. But like that's like, the only thing I want to do. He's like mini me without a Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> all wound up there with his penis spaceship oh my god dude that's dude i love that part of the um of austin powers like yeah, looks man. like a giant dick <laughs> and dude have you seen the pictures of um of bezos oh yeah um <laughs> spaceship yeah. next has, to Dr. it Eagles. has the head has the head on it oh it's a mushroom god, head dude. bro oh my god dude Dr. are you trying Eagle, to pull that up i am right now <laughs> Spaceship versus Jeff. It's and this so is, good. This is when you know, um, you know, people like Mike Myers can see the future, right? So here we go. Share, share my screen. I'm getting better at this. It's slowly but surely. But here we go, dude. So, so much better than our old setup. Doctor Evil. Jeff Bezos. He's got more defined head. Doctor yeah, Evil ex- accentuated the balls. Whereas yeah, Jeff Bezos, you can see he's got tiny balls. Yeah. Tiny, Super tiny balls, tiny. mostly head. Yeah, it's all head. The shaft isn't head. very big. No. Well, I mean, it's wide. I would say he's got a wider shaft than Dr. Evil's. Maybe. I guess it's all depend on how long it's, Dr. Dude, Evil is. Some, because For some people, it's all about the head. It's all about the mushroom effect because once you break in, it's all good. Yeah. Man, this whole, like, Dr. Evil next to jeff bezos is i know it's making me believe bro it's it's the truth oh my he God, believes dude. in penis rockets jeff bezos believes in penis rockets i mean what else do you guys need to know bro i guess we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't i mean at least you have visionaries like george orwell in 1985 and 1984 and now you've got Mike Myers and Austin Powers predicting the future in ways that we thought were funny, but now it's just fucking scary, dude. All he needs is a naked cat, and then it's it's over, bro. I bet dude, he has a naked cat, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying that. I almost said his girlfriend's name, Lauren Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you know how much his wife got when they divorced, dude? I think Half she got like his fortune, bro. It was like, like forty billion dollars. You, you, you think it was forty? I don't think it was. 40. I think it was like nineteen. But I know he got off cheap, dude. <laughs> nah, there's no way. Hold on. All right, dude. Uh, all right. So as please. we conclude all of our Jeff Bezos slander, <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Still, I can't believe how long we've gone on, and how little we've covered at the same fucking. It's amazing. It's uncanny, dude. All well, right, she's so, worth $43.6 bro. Boom. You called it, bro. You called it. All right. So 
She did good. She Dude, did good. I got to say is... All she had to do was marry a loser for a while. That's right. And not only that, but like, let's just put it out there. Out of all the billionaires, she's probably got the ones with the biggest balls. Well, get I'm rid sure. of the penis, man, and be on your own now. I'm sure with $43 billion, you can definitely end up with whatever size think, balls you want. Do you think she, like, has, like, a bunch of people hired where, like, everywhere she goes, like, they just fan her and stuff? No. Because, like, if I was had, like, $43 billion... You're, like, you're talking about, like, Cleopatra stuff, dude. Well, I'm... I mean... Okay. Okay. <laughs> dude all right dude that's now i know what you would do with your money if you got rich you're like i would have people carrying me around on their shoulders i'm like there's cars do, dude. do you see me dude there's no way anybody's carrying me <laughs> you pay enough people they get one of those long ass poles and get oh my god dude are you are you basically calling me job of the hut no i'm just saying anybody can get <laughs> carried with enough people dude <laughs> Dude, except for like one of those like really big people on those like my six hundred pound life or like oh, twelve hundred yeah. pound life. I don't know how big people get anymore, but you see like whole fireman teams come in like we gotta remove the wall. Actually, I've I've never seen one of those episodes, but I I imagine they're talking when I talk about somebody like that dying and they gotta get a crane. All right, let's change the subject. Dude. <laughs> anyway, that, that um, was a good that was a good change, bro. <laughs> Dude, we got to talk about something else. So let's talk about that Yankees <laughs> game that I think you covered some of the best parts about that. Um, Judge goes 0 for 2, three walks, and still sitting there holding that triple crown, AL triple crown spot. Dude, that's exciting. You you put me on. You're like, hey, dude, this is there's a chance on this. And I was like, I don't know. You know, it seems far-fetched. You know, one thing to have, you know, 60-plus home runs, right? It's another thing to do that with a triple crown. Yeah. So, if Aaron Judge does this, when? all right, okay, fine, fuck it. Even if he doesn't, <laughs> being in the conversation, you know, and if he were to lose it by a couple of points at the end by somebody going five for five, like, yeah, like, it's still like the greatest offensive season I think we've ever seen, right? Well, th- this is why when every single time I I, I hashtag it hashtag it um, what's my word. Um, I don't know. Anyways, whenever yeah. I pause and I think about comparing, hashtag it in your head. Hashtag <laughs> in my head. You can tell I hashtag a lot. Um, but I compare seasons with other greats, especially when it comes to the major leagues. There's not very many other um, statistical stuff like this. So when I wrote, you know, our little group, our group chat that I write about this being, you know, maybe one of the greatest. Um, offensive years ever, you know, there's a little bit of pushback, and we, we have some guys that know baseball pretty well on the, on the, the yeah, way uh, better than group us. chat. Yeah, they know everything about baseball. There's a little pushback, um, but that happened. The, the years that were mentioned were like Babe Ruth and yeah, like, like Ted I Williams. Know. I mean, some other guys that had some yeah. in, incredible years and in, on the offensive scale and just like World War II time period. Yeah, and it's been like 70-plus years since we've seen something like this. And it's like, you know, okay, you know, even 1968 or 1965 they talked about, again, you know, a significant time since that time period. 
So to me, I, I keep looking back at this and I keep looking at it and I'm saying, okay, at what point is this going to be known as the greatest offensive year for an individual? And it, it, listen, at the end of the year, that's what it keeps coming back to because mm -hmm. he has to close out his year. If he can close out his year and get to like 65 home runs or 62 home runs, you know, right? And then he gets a triple crown by batting average and he focuses on hitting instead of homers. Like then we're talking about people are going to stop and just be in awe of Aaron Judge because if he can learn and he knows how to go home run and deep or, you know, like the other day he got two doubles in the game and that's what the team needed. Like, come on, man, this is this is a way bigger deal. And, and that's why I keep looking back at what he's doing, what he's accomplishing. And I'm saying there's a possibility of here that we're going to be talking about this year statistically uh, for the next 60, 70 years. Yeah, for sure. We will. And it's going to be the benchmark where other well, we won't we won't be talking about it, but people will be no. <laughs> some motherfucker out there will be. But like, it's the benchmark, dude. It's the it's the season that will forever be compared like everybody else will be compared to when they when they hit a lot of home runs and be like well they're not hitting for average which i mean i get this obsession with otani like like sure he still might win the mvp like oh and, he will and i, I mean it's kind of like a moving like he gets it because oh well he's great at pitching and hitting but five years ago before otani right there wasn't this idea that somebody could have a season like Aaron Judge's this year and yeah. not win the MVP because the MVP was an offensive award. Yeah. Now it's like, oh well, if you can pitch and be, you know, anywhere in the ballpark of Judge, then you're gonna you got a chance. And and mm. so it's kind of like a moving goalpost in that way. So if sure. if he does take it, I think it's gonna be that little that thing that footnote in history when people were like that the greatest offensive season that anybody ever saw, right, wasn't the MVP season. And then they're going to come back and be like, you know, that was a fuck up. You know, yeah. they're, they're looking at it all wrong. They're like, oh, well, well this is all about this number. I, and Listen, listen, I've, I've read too many writers, too many, you know, people's stuff about Aaron Judge. I mean, even, even a Boston guy, all right, wrote an article on CNN about basically he would rather – you know, get audited by the IRS and watch the Yankees win a championship. But he just oogled and awed about what Aaron Judge is doing. And it, as as any professional that is inside of Major League Baseball, you have to take a step back and say, yes, Shohei is having a phenomenal season with all these home runs and, you know, doing everything he's doing with strikeouts and all that other stuff, right? But there's only the people that are going to have a season like Aaron judges having are going to be able to beat Shohei. And, and we're looking at this like Shohei could win, you know, seven, eight MVPs in his career, but Aaron judge is going to win this one. And everybody knows it. it. It could be one of the, the, the biggest point separations ever because when push comes to shove is there's going to be very few people that aren't going to look at Aaron judges, you know, offensive uh, uh, statistics as the greatest of all time. And, We've seen one of those moments in history with, uh, um, um, you know, I want to say, what was it? Derek Jeter that was getting into Canton or something, and there was one vote against him? Yeah, I think that's right. Right? And it was a Boston person, right? Okay, we've seen this, okay? And 
when you see somebody that truly hates the Yankees and, you know, really just, ah, right? Mm -hmm. Take a moment and tip their hat to somebody like Aaron Judge is you realize that Aaron Judge isn't just a player that's phenomenal like this. He's an incredibly likable person. Like, people truly love Aaron Judge. You know, like, and, and when push comes to shove, man, if you don't root for Aaron Judge to give him that MVP, right, do You're you want to be the reason that your organization doesn't get a shot to get Aaron Judge? And you're a bad person. You're a fucked up person if you don't. <laughs> yeah. I can say definitively every single I love voter, Shohei. I want him to play for the Yankees. But Judge is the best player this year. Maybe even the best statistically player ever when it comes to one year season. Yeah, man. But, you know, whatever. In the end, we would trade all that hardware to bring home that trophy, bro. So we got to continue to stay hot at the right time. And this team is known for, for you know, getting the, these walk-offs. We mentioned mm -hmm. it earlier, Josh Donaldson's walk-off clinches that playoff spot for us. It's the 16th walk-off of the year, yeah. which ties us for fourth in the Major League Baseball history and one shy of the Yankees record, which talking 19. about 1943, dude. 43. That's right. Yeah. There it is on your notes, too. <laughs> what were you going to say, dude? I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, come it on, doesn't pick, matter what I was going to say. Pick. <laughs> 1996. No, no, definitely not 96. But what were we going to say, dude? Pick up a number of what you think know, was, would I be. I was going to say uh, prior to 1950. I just didn't know, like, when. Wow. What a guess, dude. You nailed it, bro. You nailed it. You were within no, seven years. No, I did not. Did not nail it's it. amazing, dude. What? Did not nail it. <laughs> just old school baseball. I don't, like, listen, one of our friends, like, we we love this dude, but you can ask him like who the MVP was to every single year of Major League Baseball. Uh, like he's insane. Like MVP and who won the championship every single year. Now, yeah, that's not that big of a deal for some you know Major League Baseball fans out there, but for this dude, like you, it doesn't matter. You could just come up to him and ask him on a random occasion who won nineteen you know, 67 or whatever world championship, who was the MVP, who led the year in batting average, who, you know, uh, led the league in home runs. Or, like he, it's crazy, man. He's his encyclopedia for major league baseball. For sure, dude. And I mean, as we're talking about everything, I'm looking at my notes. I was just like, let's wrap up a few, few other things real quick, dude. We're talking about Sean Payton looking for a job in the NFL, dude. I saw he was he was open for another job. So he's somebody we talked about earlier. Do you give a shit, Sean Payton, looking for a job, dude? You know what? Um, to the right organization, like he said, he would take. I think the right organization he would be very good for. But it All would right. have to be it would have to be like Denver. All right, dude. All right, dude. So we got couple of games to look forward to we're going to talk about the obvious ones first and then we'll go ahead and run through um the rest of the games dude starting out saturday you and i are big fans of ou so we're getting to watch OUK state um and i got a text message from somebody who is listening to our show um olivia drove by the stadium and she sent some pictures of the selman brother statue so thank you it's still covered in tarps but 
pretty dope. It's going to be unveil- unveiled Saturday. And nice. as an OU fan, I have enough PTSD from K-State games to, to be a little bit hesitant right now, bro, to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to for sure win this one. We know we're not going to for sure win any game. We got to go out there and win it. But K-State can sometimes shock us. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that game, but it's going to be it's going to be intense. Yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love to watch um, OU football, especially when it's getting cold and crisp outside. Um, you know, I, I think of back in, you know, the 90s when we would watch OU football. Uh, you know, do you remember we'd o- always open up the windows, right? And yeah. it would just be so nice out in Oklahoma, and we'd open up all the windows, and we'd be watching football, and there'd be smell. Like, everybody's watching football because you have OU and OSU there. And, man... I love it, dude. It's some of my happiest memories as a child. So you better believe I'm opening my windows on on Saturday morning and and getting some good cooking in and enjoying the day. For sure, bro. It's a it's a great time, dude. It's a great time to be in Oklahoma. It's a great time to be an OU fan, and we're definitely pumped about Coach Venerables and the energy that our defense has and the whole team has. So great. Great to have Gabriel out there too. You're a big fan of Hawaiian football, so that's oh, yeah. it's great to have him there. It's great and to then cheer. All right, let's talk about Monday, dude. We got the Giants and the Cowboys, dude. You you talk. <laughs> I know you dude, have a lot of words. I like do with all due respect, like I've been a Giants fan now since I remember watching the first Giants game when I was probably four or five years old, right? like immediately fell in love with the giants and there was people that are like oh man you should love the buffalo bills or you should love this team you should love that team and like i love the giants you know and growing up in the nine like the 80s and 90s enjoying the giants games like you learn to truly hate certain teams and one of those teams is dallas cowboys like i don't i don't care what anybody says is that like people are like oh you should go like we lived in oklahoma like, oh, you guys should go to a Dallas Cowboys game. And I'm like, I'm not supporting the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I would rather sit at home and watch the Giants game on TV than go support the Cowboys because I literally hate the Giants so much. Or the Giants, the Cowboys so much and love the Giants. So, yeah, man, I want to see the Giants go, what, 4-0? 3-0, whatever it is. 3-0? Let's do it. So... Fuck the fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> you almost said that twice. Dude. I know, dude. I, I don't know why I'm saying Giants uh, every single time. It's not a good look, bro. It's not All a right, good dude. look. Let's talk it. a little bit more about college football real quick. We got um obviously the Oklahoma Kent State. I mean Oklahoma Kansas State, but then you got Georgia versus Kent State. You don't care about that. Michigan versus Maryland. Clemson versus Wake Forest. Nah. I mean it, Wake Forest is three 0 It could be good, but they're not football. School, usually. I mean, Central Michigan Wake Forest could keep State. it close, but yeah. it would have to be it would have to be something from somebody we've never heard of do something really special. There you go, Dave's <laughs> calling it now. All right, Baylor at seventeen against Iowa State, who's three and zero. That that could be an upset on ESPN two. There, Pittsburgh at twenty four versus Rhode Island, Florida and Tennessee. Tennessee's 11, and Florida at 2-1 and one is number 20. No? All right. Texas versus Texas Tech. I, I think that Florida-Tennessee game should All be right. interesting, but whatever. So, Texas Tech? Yeah. Um, Texas versus Texas Tech. What is Texas Tech's uh, record Two right and now? one for both of them. 
I, I think this will be a fun game to watch. I think this could be a Texas battle. It's always kind of interesting. Where's that? Where's it at? Is it Texas A&M? It's or Texas, Texas Tech, Tech, Tech. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a great stadium to play in. I love that place. All right, so 25 Miami versus Middle Tennessee. 15 Oregon versus Washington State, who's 3-0. So, yeah. I mean, it, Washington State can be exciting. Um, yeah. Ole Miss versus Tulsa. Ole Miss is 16. Tulsa's 2-1. Um, Kentucky, number eight versus Northern Illinois. Um, as an OU fan, like we mentioned, OU's at number six. K- Kentucky, coached by Mark Stoops, is at number eight. So that's something to that's keep so an cool. eye on. Yeah. Um, Arkansas, number 10 versus number 23. Kick them. Texas and All right. Get them, Aggies. We got it. <laughs> we love that, man. All right. So number two, Alabama versus Vanderbilt. Number three, Ohio State versus Wisconsin at two and one. I mean, Wisconsin is good at football. So we'll see what happens there. But Ohio State, number three in the nation, man. So um, North Carolina State at 12 versus UConn. USC versus Oregon State. Oregon State is three and oh. Got to watch out for those Pac-12 teams that start out hot. You never know. Yeah. And. The only team between us and Kentucky is Lincoln Riley's at USC, and we are cheering every game for the upset of a lifetime. So Oregon State, you have our support. BYU oh, versus Wyoming. It's Oregon State. Oh, this will be fun, bro. I know, dude. You gotta, you gotta respect the Beavers, dude. These, yeah, man. You, the Beaver is always a good thing to cheer for, bro. Gotta go for the Beavers. Do, and, do you, uh, do you prefer like a super hairy Beaver, or do you like, do you like the hair slick back? And BYU at nineteen versus Wyoming. And Utah at number 13 versus Oregon State. How is Utah still number 13 and they're 2-1? and one? I'm confused, man. College football's fucked. I mean, BYU's 2-1 and one in 19, so I guess there's, there's a lot of teams with a loss right now. But Washington versus Stanford. Washington's 3-0, and oh, and somehow they're behind BYU and Utah. And you called the Washington upset. Last episode, bro, or last, you know, when we did the pre-college football, are you going to call the Stanford beating Washington upset? Or you got anything else? I mean, you called the Oregon one. I mean, I'm thinking you called that. Man, listen. Week threes are always, or week four, whatever this is, week four, is always hard. Like, this is one of the moments that you'll see a lot of top teams go down. But if you look at the lost column already, man, yeah. Right. I feel like there's already a small amount of teams that are undefeated. So yeah, it's, maybe it's pretty short. Some yes. of them aren't ranked as high as like Iowa State unranked and they're three and zero, and they're going yeah. against Baylor, who's two and one at seventeen. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, dude. Yeah, and again, that's just things you're gonna see as it weeds everything out. You like you'll find the good teams in there. Yeah, I think I that's my my upset for the week, dude. I'm going Iowa State. Versus Baylor, and I don't even think that's yeah. an upset. It's just a piece of cake because Baylor I like ranked it. seventeen, dude. But I mean, they got some good coaches out in Iowa State. I like I like what they're doing in that program there. You got any um any words for Texas A and M Arkansas? G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g? All right, man. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the NFL schedule, and then we'll get on to <clears throat> talking about you know what, dude, the Thunder. So first. You ready, dude? How fast should I go? You you stop me whenever you say that's a game I want to hear about. All right. Oh, uh, all right. Bills Dolphins. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, me too. I think that's gonna be a good one. You want me all to right. say Bengals, yes Jets? or no? What? B- 
Bengals, uh, Jets. You know what? Jets are what? 3 0. 2 0. I know. And the Bengals are in trouble, man. They need to get a win. And Bengals it's a great game to ass, get a win dude. against. Dude, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Raiders, Titans, Saints, Panthers. Yes. Yeah. Saints, Panthers would be fun. All right. Ravens, Patriots. Saints, Saints look good, and they just lost to the Buccaneers. I think they'll come back pretty furious. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, I like watching Baker play, but in dude, the end. And Baker, I, I got to say this, is I, you know, I've been watching some, some of the games and all that stuff with Baker. And, listen, every single time they have a running back, a yard back, to the left of Baker Mayfield, they're running the football. I can even tell this, and I don't watch football very often, and I can tell this. So, like, the play calling has got to get better there for Baker and helping him out there. Yeah, dude. Amen. <laughs> All right, Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, that's always a great game, dude. It seems like they always have, have clashes, you know. Sure. All right, so the Lions and Vikings. Yeah, Lions, man. They're the, the number one scoring team in the NFL right now. All right, bro. All right. I didn't know that. It's crazy. And 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 Kirk Cousins, like his his accuracy has gone down the shit show, shit hole, shit whatever. It's a shit show. It's a shit show down the shit hole. Minnesota. All right, man. Eagles, Commanders. Yeah, dude. Eagles are going what for another win here. I'll take man, it. Man, gotta love what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. Man, I don't. Yeah. I don't OU? know if everybody loves OU as much as we do, but shit, dude. I mean, but, he's, I mean, he's really, OU for one year. For. Yeah. OU for one year, but that, you know, the three prior years at Alabama were pretty impressive, too. Yeah, but we'll claim him. He's ours. He's ours. We taught him everything he needs to know. All right. <laughs> OU. Chiefs, Colts. All right. Colts are, yeah. They're not for real, but, you know, they'll, pret- they'll be pretenders for another day <laughs> if they can play with the Chiefs. All right. Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. All right, Texans, Bears. Uh, Bears, I mean, Bears could be ugly, and right. Texans could be ugly. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. It, it could be ugly. So, I'm guessing you're not watching that one. Jaguars, Chargers. Rams, Chargers, well, Cardinals. Chargers, a throwback one. Chargers, like, it's all about what happens with the quarterback right there, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. He, he was fucked up, dude. But. Yeah, man. All right, Rams, Cardinals. You care? No. Nah. Well, I mean. You should, yeah. dude. It'd be a good yeah, game. it's a battle of the West, man. Anytime that you see a, these two teams play, it's always fun to see the battles. Right, so the real star of the week probably is the Packers Buccaneers, right? Yeah, well, and, and the Buccaneers don't have their their wide receivers, and you know, Aaron Rodgers never has wide receivers, so it could be a wide receiverless game. And, and dude, because um, we're we're sitting here talking about Giselle being the potential Yoko Ono of um you know tom brady's career i yeah i mean this could be the last game i mean tom tom brady's gonna be looked at as the guy that nobody knows how long he could have played because like i said Listen, man, he wants one yeah how many i know does but, he have how many does dude, he have uh, think about it how many does he have i don't even remember how many he's got i think he all right dude you think he's got five dude what if you're wrong dude I don't know, dude. I'm just saying, like, there's an upper echelon of greatest players when you get to that number six. And if you get past that number six, it's not even funny. Dude. You got to tell me how many he's won, dude. 
Is it five or six? It says it's five. Yeah, so six, he's he's with Michael Jordan. Well, there you go. And Rodgers. Rodgers is there. He's changing the game in a different way. I mean, here's my question. Um, if somebody like scored a touchdown, right? Let me get credit card here, right? And they chopped up a line and snorted it. Is yeah. that flaggable? No, because they've lit up blunts before. That's true, and I, I do see some. Sometimes they like you know pretend like they're injecting. Yeah, injecting shit into their veins. Veins. I mean, but still, it feels like feels like Aaron Rodgers gets away with using drugs because they're like, Dude, oh well. It's, is there but, is there any question that Aaron Rod Aaron Aaron Rodgers Aaron Judge Aaron Rodgers smokes weed? Well, There's no, no question, man. There's Not no really. question. Look at him, dude. He yeah. always looks so greasy. Like that's the number one giveaway, dude. <laughs> greasy. <laughs> All right, dude. Falcons, Seahawks. I mean, whatever. All right, 49ers, Broncos. Yeah, I'm cool yeah. with that one. That'll be fun to watch. All right, dude. And then we already mentioned the Monday night game. So that's the football slate, dude. Busy set of games coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to obviously the the um, Packers, Bucks, but really, I mean, going back to the beginning of that Bills Dolphins game, the first one we talked about. I I've been a big fan of Von Miller since you know he was drafted to Denver, yeah. and I've enjoyed everything he's done in his career. And then you gotta love Josh Allen, that whole Bills team. And then are the Dolphins for real? Nobody knows, but everybody knows. wants to know. What do you think? What are you betting on, bro? Man, I I don't know, dude. I love Tua, another Hawaiian quarterback, so I want to see him do great things, and I want to believe this is really good. Their defense looks positive. Um, they're doing what it takes to win games. So, I mean, listen, they got a good coach out there. I, listen, anything's possible, man, especially in the NFL. If you have enough first-round picks that are quality first-round picks and second-round picks over the course of a seven-year period of time, there's no telling who's going to have breakout years at in a year. So these guys have a legit chance to do some great things. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, dude. Well, that wraps up all the football talk. We got one more thing to talk about. There's some ups. There's some downs. There's some sideways, dude. All right, so first of all, we hear the news, I think, yesterday, or I think it was actually after our podcast on Wednesday we first heard the news that SGA sprained his MCL. Um, yeah. that's a bummer on every level, you know, you don't want to see something like that happen period, but you know, coming into the season starting, like we're, we're talking about him missing the beginning of training camp, which we know this team's cautious approach to injuries. Um, there's a good chance he misses all of training camp and we're talking about getting him back, sure. you know, in November or something like that, just to be you know overly cautious. Now that's a downer. Because SGA is the best part about watching the Thunder play right now. But yep. at the same time, those young guys are going to get more opportunities. We saw when SGA went down for, I think, 12 games last year, right before the All-Star break, 10 to 12 games. Like That's when it, um, Giddy really stepped into his own. So I think I'm okay with like 
as long as we get SJ back to 100%, it's not a persistent thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. fearful that this is, but I also look at it and I'm like, sprained MCL, man. Like, that's right next to your ACL. Like, that's a concern. Well, it it's about your vertical with that, too, you yeah. know, and messing up that is not good. So for me, I look at this and it's like, okay, the season starts in what, four weeks? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I look at this like this. All right. Uh, typically, you would go four weeks on an injury like this. But when Sam Presti addressed it in the news conference, man, he said, you know, he said the best. He's like, on a typical, you know, MCL, four weeks. But this is not a typical MCL. This is a professional athlete that's a top, top condition. Yeah. You know, so this could take a little bit longer. I mean, that's the reality of it is that yeah. they're going to be monitoring this, you know, week by week by week, you know, and it could be a four week. It could be six week. It could be eight week. It could be a fucking 12 week issue, Mark. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're talking about is that there's no telling and there's no timeline to this. And why is there no timeline to this, Mark? It's because we don't have chat right now. Yeah, but I mean, they still wouldn't put a timeline anyway. Right? No, and they wouldn't. Just, yeah, but. But, you know, Sam addressed it again in the in the um, interview was, you know, out of all the things that's disappointing, it's the fact is that Josh, Shea, and Chet don't have a year to gel. Yeah. The guys don't have a year to gel with Chet. And that's everything, you know? Yeah. And and understanding that, that that's what this team needs is that they need that everything moment. That's where I keep looking at it. I'm like, okay, so what if it takes Shea – you know, eight, 12 weeks to get better. Worst case scenario. All right. So we're now we're at 12 weeks where we're at Christmas time. Yeah. We're reevaluating at that point anyways, you know? So that's where we're looking at it. He could be out for three games, four games, five games. If it's six weeks, right? So, you know, 10 games, if it's eight or 12 games, if it's eight, you know, eight weeks. So again, I'm not too worried about it. It's, it's a small amount of the season. If we yeah. get him back and he's ready to go playing 30 plus minutes a game, it's not going to matter, you know, but if he's got to come back and take it easy and play 10 minutes at a time because his AC or his MCL is not strong enough, then that's when I have issues. You know, we don't want that. We want Shay ready to come back hundred percent. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because if he's not 100%, we're putting a lot of a lot of weight and a lot of rolling of the dice that things things are okay. And I and I don't like that. That's not what this organization's about. That's true, dude. We're not going to see any of that. That's for damn sure, man. And if and... we miss the playoffs because of it, fuck it. I don't care. This is Shay's career. Yeah, I mean I'm I haven't been thinking about playoffs since Chet went down, but people probably <laughs> I, listen 30 games that's our goal because every single time we talk here sam presti talk about he's always talking about better than last year you know we yeah. want to see some type of progression and i and i look at this this last year and what we won right and to me like 25 games 28 games would be good you know yeah but but 30 games with this team and then plugging in chet next year with whoever whatever draft pick we get that's pretty cool you know, because yeah. 30 doesn't get us to the playoffs or the play-in area, but it gets us close enough to give us a taste of what playoff basketball could be like. And 
that's meaningful competitive games and that's what we're looking for yeah dude we got we got to hear Presti's press conference and he told a really cool little story about being at the airport and a fan yelled thunder up and he almost started choking up yeah right like he it, loves this he loves this organization yeah. like it's his family you yeah. know like he talked about it yeah. he's like i got married here in oklahoma city i met my wife in texas but i got married here in oklahoma you know i've had three kids here in oklahoma this is home for me this is where i want to see you know an organization and you see it and you see him talking about it and you see the passion and love and it's like shit bro this guy this guy truly loves oklahoma and he truly loves being there and being part of an organization in in the city that's growing with the team and seeing how they're interlocked and all this other stuff about the city's doing better and the team's doing better and it's bringing more people to the city and man i love this man like he truly has a passion and you know what like i love it dude yeah it was a i think hour and a half maybe a little bit longer press conference and Fortunately for me, I had a, I had a car project to work on. So I'm, I was out there listening, I, you know, got the phone in my pocket and it was, it was just nice. It was nice to hear him be so optimistic and like also be realistic and then just kind of reiterate these, these things that we've kind of built like our podcast around, yeah. which is just that each year Sam Presti isn't coming in saying, okay, this tank. is a tank year. Yeah. It's you come in, you let the players play, you evaluate it, and then if you get to the point where you're not, you know, playing meaningful games at the end, you lean into um, your roster building and you're, you know, giving talent opportunities, young players opportunities. It happens in every league, it happens at every level. Yep. It's it even happens in high school. You know what I mean? Sure like is. you've got a group of of seniors and they're out of the playoffs or any chance to play in the States or whatever. And all of a sudden you start noticing that those young guys are getting some run in preparation for the next year. And like, who's calling that tanking? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a a recognition that the team has hit their ceiling. Understanding the pecking order. Right. And like, you got to move forward. You got to look to the next year. You can't pretend like everything is all about one year. And when you think about that incredible experience we had, in the bubble it was because he didn't come in with this preconceived notion of what that team should be or would be and i have a similar sense to this year it's like we just have to get out there and gel and then see where we're at i think mid-january will tell us where we're going but we had last two years we had pretty good records at the beginning compared to what people expected i mean I saw some quote-unquote NBA experts over at The Athletic acting like this will, our teams were going to be one of the, some of the worst teams in NBA history and win less than 10 games. And yeah. both years, it was somewhere in December that we crossed that threshold. And it was sure. like, I mean, I, I love feeding people their words back. Yeah, man. And, and again, I, I, this, this decision on what we're going to do is not going to be made until February. Um. And we've seen it every year. It happened at the end of February and the decisions made, you know, like we saw going into the all-star break, we felt like this team had a a legit shot at doing something, even though, you know, Shea had just gone out, but getting him back with Josh Giddy. Yeah. You know, we're like, man, this is going to be great. We could, these guys together are going to be all right. We'll be able to put in, you know, we thought at that point, 30 wins, one game, one game. That's all we got. Yeah. And that's all right. And that's just the way shit goes. And w- 
that's the reevaluation at that moment. It was like, okay, now what? Okay, what are we going to do? Because we've got to make this decision for our team, what's going to be best for our team now. And it's not, again, if, if we made this decision in the beginning of the year, then we win 18 games. Like yeah. the you know ESPN predicts that we won like nine games one year or whatever Sam Presti said. So that's the thing. If we listen to those predictions, then that's how the team ends out. But the team doesn't ever listen to the predictions, and we always go way above the predictions. And that's the thing that we're talking about is because – when push comes to shove is we have a starting point and this year it's 16 or 17 games. That's yeah. where everybody thinks that we're going to win. Yeah. So that's our starting point. And anything above that is way better. And what we think is we think by the halfway point that we could be close to that 16, 17, 18 point mark that they have predicted. Right. And that's what, you know, that's again, meaningful, meaningful basketball. It's not, we're not out there playing, um, you know, um, against oh, – we're not out there playing what they call playoff minutes, right? But it's it's quality basketball against playoff teams because we have a very tough schedule this year. So it's going to be like playoff minutes out there. It's going to be an intensity because when you play a team like us that's all about intensity and getting up the court and playing great defense and all this other stuff, you have to bring your A game. And if you don't, you get your ass whooped. Yeah. That's what sure. I love about the Thunder, yeah. is that every team in the NFL, every team in the NBA now totally understands if you go and you bring your B game to get play against the Thunder, you're fucked. Yeah. Because they know that these guys are all out there ready to play hard. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. This team is full of NBA talent now, unlike it was a few years ago when we're playing hard and aggressive and we, we still we trying to figure out everything. A few glimpses at the end of the last year when we were only playing like seven guys in games yep. and we had healthy guys on the bench. Mm -hmm. Like those guys got much better than they were when we were playing like 10 deep the previous year. And yeah. they were competing at a high level. And then we were bringing guys up that like <clears throat> were just two-way guys. I don't remember all their names. Yeah. Like, but we were still exactly. competing. And, and they're all over the league now, man. Yeah. You know, uh, one place for um, Magic that we saw. Yeah, yeah. Sam Simpson, Captain Samson. Hook. Yeah, Captain Hook. Hook yeah, shot Captain from Hook. the point yeah, guard. Yeah. Right? So, again, we we have an opportunity here this year to do some great things. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to really enjoy watching the progression this year. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're without Shay, it's going to look a little shady in the beginning. Shady, Shay. <laughs> uh, but push comes to shove, it doesn't really fucking matter because it's not the beginning of the season that our whole season's going to be judged by. For sure, bro. Dude, so. and when we get after it, which I think we will, you know, we're going to take it to some teams that don't expect it, but they already know that we're competitive. We're going to have all these other Thunder podcasters going back and hiding all their predictions and their receipts, just like clearing that shit out. <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy smokes. That's it. That's it, guys. That's our show. That Thank you for joining us. Um, we got so much love for all of you guys. Whether you're joining us for the Thunder podcast, The Last Storm, for the Yankee Death Star, <clears throat> or if you're joining us for all 
hour and a half of this podcast with the No Offense Podcast. Thank you. We're pumped up about you. We love you. We love you. We love you so much. We keep watching this this thing like get momentum. And all I can say is, what the living fuck? Dude. I love it, bro. I love it. We love you guys for making us feel special. Thank you, guys. I don't know what else to say other than... We will see you soon.